everyone. Great to see all of you. And if any of you are visiting, um, my name is Chad. I'm the pastor here, and I'd love to meet you after our service. Uh, Dawson has already um, reminded us um, as we bring up our first line here that uh, this is an annual event for us. And I always like to explain why we have this looking back and looking forward idea. It's, it's not a new idea. It actually is something that's quite biblical, and I'm really big into reclaiming biblical words and biblical ideas. Today we have this thing we call holidays, and in January a lot of people are talking about going on holidays, um, and you may or may not know, but the word holidays comes from holy days. That's, that's where the term comes from. You had holy days, and this is what the Bible was all about. You would set aside time um, to remember what God had done. For us, holidays just means time off work. But even that was a biblical idea because God had built into every week, into every year, Sabbath days, which were days off work. And on your Sabbath day, you didn't just take the day off. You used that time to remember and to reflect the way that God had helped and sustained you. So because we have this interesting time in Australia where we have Christmas that comes, you know, the week before the end of the year, and then we have, you know, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, this seems to me like the perfect time for us to do what Christians and believers in God have been doing for thousands of years, of just looking back and remembering that it is God who has sustained us and looking forward to the hopes and promises of God. So we're just going to walk through this fairly quickly today, and then I'm going to give you some time to respond. So if we just go to our next slide, um, I've shamelessly gone back to Isaiah. There's many things that I could have used, but I just thought we've been in this book. Let's spend a little bit more time. But the big idea here is look to the rock from which you were cut. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about what this actually means. And, and part of it is the idea of God being a rock is obviously, it is pretty obvious to us. You know, God is big and he's strong. But I think that if you looked at Jerusalem as being the heart of Israel and the Israelite people, and what it was surrounded by this big stone wall that formed its borders, and in the middle, the, the central building in Israel was the temple where the dwelling place of God. And uh, Paris and I were just chatting with um, her sister and our brother-in-law recently, and they took this trip to Venice, and they spent all this time going through these amazing buildings and cathedrals. And my brother-in-law kept on saying, and you know what's really amazing? All of these stones were cut off-site, and, and then they would bring them in, and they would put them together. And I said, that actually, it, it, it comes from the Bible. If you've ever read, read about the building of the temple, they said they didn't quarry any of the stones there because it was considered a holy place. Everything was cut off site and then pieced together. And uh, the, the ancient temple built 3,000 years ago would have rivaled any of the great cathedrals of Venice. I mean, Jesus' disciples were walking through going, look at these magnificent buildings. So when the inhabitants of Jerusalem looked at their city and their walls and their temple, God was saying, yeah, but this is not just the city that you have built. Look to the rock from which it was cut. I am your God. I am your creator, your sustainer, your savior, your father, your friend. I have done all this for you. I gave you the rocks from which to cut it. I made you a people. I led you through the wilderness. I put you in this place. I gave it to you as your land. You're not just here because you're clever people and you claim this area and you built a city. 
look to the rock from which you are cut. So the first thing the Bible tells us to do is to look up, in a sense. Before we look back or forward, look up and remember God. But then we go to our next uh, slide, the next part of this. He says, look to Abraham and look to Sarah, your spiritual parents. Let's remember on a timeline Isaiah is writing these things around 700 years before Christ. Abraham and Sarah came more than a thousand years before that. So now what he's doing is he's saying to the Israelite people, look back. And why is he telling them this? Well, we can remember throughout the whole book of Isaiah. That's why I wanted to to stay in this book in terms of context. They were getting ready to be wiped out as a nation. You know, Israel, as people knew it, was going to be no more. Things were looking desperate and desolate and hopeless. And when it was all said and done and when Assyria had come in and wiped out the northern part of Israel and Babylon had come in and wiped out the southern part and everyone had been taken up into captivity and the temple was knocked down and all of the utensils were taken out and everything was burned down and people were killed or made slaves, people just said, that's it. We're dead as a nation. There is no more hope. God said, Except that, think back to Abraham and Sarah. These two old people who had been made a promise that they were going to become a great nation, but their situation had become hopeless and dead. When God finally came to speak to them that the promise was on the way, Sarah laughed, which is why her second child was named Laughter. And Abraham said, really? Are you kidding me? My body is dead. When everything was hopeless and all hope was gone and they just said, you know, I'll just pass my inheritance on to one of my slaves, God said, no, you're going to have your own descendants like the stars in the heaven. So God was saying, yeah, things look pretty desperate and pretty hopeless right now, but they looked that way a thousand years ago. But look what I have done. So look back and remember what I have done already. But then he also told them, if we go to our next slide, to not just look back, but to look forward. And you see that he pulls out this Eden imagery. Your your wilderness, speaking to Israel, will be made like Eden. Um, Your desert, like the garden of the Lord. Again, ancient imagery, but packed with a lot of meaning, because the Garden of Eden represented the first blessing of God. But into that garden, a sneaky snake crept in, and there was the tree there that they ate of, and they weren't meant to eat. And God said, now there's going to be curse. The land's going to be cursed. You're going to be cursed. You're going to die. But he said, one of your children will bring about blessing. In other words, even out of curse, God will continue to bless So now as they're looking at Jerusalem and Israel as like the new Eden, and they're watching it ready to be cursed and destroyed, God said, yeah, but I can bring blessing out of curse. I can make an Eden bloom in the middle of the desert. Go to our next slide. But then he says it won't stop there. And one of the reasons I love this verse, and I wanted to throw it in, is that it talks about 
the islands. My righteousness draws near speedily. My salvation is on the way, and my arm will bring justice to the nations, not just to Israel. I'm not just going to save Israel. I'm going to save the nations. Even the islands will look to me and wait in hope. I kind of like this because in terms of using Israel as a context, uh, we're about the furthest island that you can get from Israel, and, and one of the largest, really. And here we sit today, and God said to Israel, not only will I save you and bless you, and not only will I bless the nation, the furthest flung islands, people will stand and sing about 10,000 reasons to praise and bless God into the future, and further away than you can even imagine, I'm telling you there will be people sitting in some place on an island singing my praises because I'm God, and that's what I can do. And I love this verse, especially as an Australian. If we can just go to our next slide. And he finishes off this thought by saying, lift up your eyes to the heaven. Look at the earth beneath and the heavens. They will vanish like smoke, something that we're being reminded of these days. They'll wear out like a garment. The inhabitants will die like flies. But my salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. What he's saying is that as people, we spend so much time looking at our physical selves and the physical world around us and everything kind of hangs on what's going on physically around us, which is why suddenly everyone has gone from optimism, and now in the midst of smoke, they've gone to great pessimism, and we're in the middle of apocalypse, and what's going to happen, and no one is looking forward to the future with any great hope, because everything seems to be dying and being destroyed around us, and people are looking into the future with great fear. God says, even if and even though this heaven and this earth passes away and the people all die, I still, there is still hope in me because God is the one who called the heavens and earth into creation in the first place. He is the one who called people into existence and breathed into us, and God is eternal. And so hope is never gone. Hope never dies. We can just go to... Our final slide. For us, we have reached this point in the year, and I want us to remember as we think about looking to the rock from which we are cut, um, the scriptures are very clear that Christ is our cornerstone. And I like us to think about, you know, that rock is having a face and a name. Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of a great temple that expands and extends across the world and across time. And as a Christian church, we are here to look to Christ and to remember what He has done for us, that He has been born into the world, that He has lived for us, that He has died for us, that He has risen for us, and that He has gone into heaven and He said, I will make a new heaven and a new earth, and I will come back and I will take you to be with me where I am. This is the promise of God. This is the promise of Christ. Continue to look to the rock from which you were cut. What we are going to do now is have a chance just to respond. And it was really helpful. Dawson has kind of given us the highlights. He's given us the bullet points. But it would just be great to have us 
fill that in a little bit. And it's perfectly fine to say this has been a really challenging year, but God has been my strength and my comfort throughout this year. It's perfectly fine to talk about the things that you have celebrated this year. It is wonderful if you can share some of your hopes and some of the things that you're praying about um, in the new year. So we'll bring this back up when the time has come, but how has God blessed you or challenged you this year? What are you thankful for and what are you hoping and praying for in 2020? We'll give you some uh, time to reflect on this as we sing our song of reflection and then we'll come back and have an open mic time. challenged you? What are you thankful for? What are you hoping and praying for? My name is Angela. Um, look back the whole year, God has been blessing me and also challenging me. The blessing is from, I joined a welcoming team, which is quite a challenge as well, that I can't really remember people's name. It's, it's so hard. To my age, it's just a challenge. And the hardest is, whose child is it? <laughs> and what's the name of the babies? We got so many babies born this year. So besides of that, I'm still learning. <laughs> and good that uh, the team had, had a meeting, and it was a so lively discussion that day. So we got some idea. <laughs> anyway, another thing is, I joined a small group years ago when I started coming to CP10. I hesitated to join any group because being so busy and also in the life, but ended up that mm, I'll try. And then, especially at the very beginning, we learned that what's on, per uh, what's on the earth, uh, the purpose of life, okay, and it was fun. And then, when I joined the group, the small group, it is, it is on Wednesday, it's so weird. Normally, previously, small groups all happened on Friday or Saturday. And as on Wednesday, I have to cut the, the whole week in two parts. One is before Wednesday, the other one is after Wednesday. And also, Ben has a swimming lesson on Wednesday, so I'm, I was just juggling. But I try to attend every single Wednesday. And just by reading the small books, there's so many uh, subjects and titles as well, I found that during the uh, time of the night, we pray, we discuss, we talk, we joke, and we also eat and uh, sometimes play. Do we play? I can't remember. But <laughs> at the end of the year, we had a feast, just like in the old days in Corinthian church. We did everything, but it's not every day. So which uh, I said is a blessing. But the challenge from the small group is I had short time to pre I mean to look into that topic or the lesson just half an hour before the time of on Wednesday. So I quickly browsed the, the lesson and the questions. And it's so <laughs> weird that um, I can't really study well before the meeting. But after the meeting I reflect and I found that it's just a profound uh, impact in my life. But it's just too much. I can't remember now. So thank God that I really thank you. I thank God for what happened in this year. And also praying that 
I will uh, diligently uh, pursuing what I've been doing this year. Thank God. Yeah, thank you, Angela. Hi, everyone. My name is Leon. I'm part of the welcoming team as well. Just following Angela's notes, I feel, um, uh, first of all, praise God for blessing us with a very good year. Um, I'm so encouraged to see so many newcomers come in and some people visit us again a few times. Um, we have people staying after walking through this, yeah, this door, so which is very encouraging. Uh, same challenge as Angela, I feel very hard to remember everyone's names. So we had a discussion in the meeting and we, have, we tried some new things in the new year um, to, relate, yeah, to connect to people and relate to people a bit more. Um, yeah, so for the team itself, the ministry, I feel we feel so blessed by God. Um, we have so many new people walking through this ministry and learning and fellowship and settling. So I feel I know most of the people, or all of the people actually, uh, in the welcoming team are much better this year. Um, yeah, so for the new year, I really want to pray um, for that ministry. Um, so no matter where we are, as we know, church is not about a building. Um, it's about the people um, gathered together to worship God. So we know we are having the uh, yeah, CDP next year, so we don't know where we will be and what the layout will be and how we can yeah, support people. We just don't know um, the resources we get, physical, um, like Bibles, where we put the Bibles and all things. Um, so up in the air, but we know God is in control. We know a lot of people um, are blessed by him and to work hard to make things happening. So uh, I just want to yeah, pray for the new year. Hopefully um, we will yeah, welcome as a congregation, not just the welcoming team, you know, as a whole congregation, we're becoming more welcoming to the people um, walking through our doors. If in the new location, we, may not, we, we don't know. There'll be some new neighbors and people walking in. So it's very exciting. Um, so just pray about that for, for the new year. Looking forward to serving yeah. this way. Yeah. Thank you. And it seems like a good moment to say also thank you to our welcoming team. We really appreciate what you do. Yeah. Hi, I'm Fiona. Um, I uh, wanted to say thank you to my fellow home group leaders um, and for our home group as well. Um, I've really appreciated the blessing of home group and just doing life um, with everyone in our group and they've been an encouragement to us but also to the other home group leaders for um, encouraging each other to keep on, keep on and you know I've been challenged to like uh, to do some studies this year which I found a bit scary but it was really good to be able to do that so um, just getting the encouragement from others I've really appreciated. Um, I also uh, am thankful for um, 10 years of marriage with Lay. Congratulations. <laughs> so we celebrated that this year. Um, and I'm particularly thankful for, I suppose, how our marriage has evolved and the kind of partnership that we have together and how that's allowed us to thrive in our family life but also, like, in our work life and just how we do life full stop, really. So um, I'm really thankful to God for that. Um, and how he continues to grow and nurture that. Thank you. Hi, I'm Casey. Um, well, yeah, two things. Um, I want to thank uh, Rolf and Bonnie for leading our small group this year. I won't steal any thunder, so I'll leave it at that. Um, and uh, second thing, um, I lead the music ministry, so 
I'm thankful for we've had quite a lot of new people join this year, uh, particularly, hopefully I don't forget anyone, uh, Daniel and Annie on drums, Joyce on guitar, uh, sorry, bass, and Nathaniel on guitar. Hopefully I didn't miss anyone. Um, and I'm also uh, thankful that we have Michael joining us uh, singing from the new year. And I do uh, pray that we'll have more singers join next year. Uh, we're particularly looking for people who uh, we can train up to be song leaders. Um, and yeah, particularly on the lookout for male singers. Uh, so please pray for that uh, for us. And yeah, I want to also say thank you to the entire music team for their faithful service uh, week after week. Yeah, thank you. And it's a good, good chance to say again thank you to our music team and thank you to our home group leaders as well. Hi, I'm Viv. I'm just following on from that. I'd like to also thank everyone who has to live with people on the music team. So, um, <laughs> husbands, wives, parents, children, um, thank you if you've been dragged out to early morning music practice once a month at least, um, and also for listening to us practice the same songs over and over again as well. <laughs> it's definitely a team effort. I'm Azalea. Um, one thing I'm very thankful for was actually just the conversations after church. I found that um, so many times there's so many people who come up to me and even if I haven't talked to you for a couple of weeks, um, there's so many people who remember things. I was like, oh yeah, how was that? How are you going with that? And it just really reminded me of how much we are a family and a church and it's just so encouraging to come every Sunday to know that there's people that love you and care about you and that, yeah, we're all united in Christ. We've got time for a couple more. Oh, uh, yep, sorry. Um, yeah, so hi, I'm Tim, I guess. Um, yeah, I, th <laughs> um, I think this year I've been really challenged to, I guess, express a full range of emotions towards God and prayer. Um, I think as Asians, it's really hard to express some of those emotions like grief and sorrow and loss sometimes. Um, we're really reserved, I guess, culturally, and it's been a challenge to really like bring out all that, all those emotions that we don't really express before God, and just like rely on Him more, um, just because it's something we want to hide sometimes. Thank you. so much that we there was no one else to give to so we actually sent it up the mountains to give to the um, um, RFS um, so that we could distribute to them um, so you know thank God for generosity of people um, so yeah that's that's great um, something else you might not know about me on a personal note is um, it's been an interesting year this time last year I um, was looking forward to a break from work and God gave it to me and I took eight months off work and it was the best time ever. Um, I tried out retirement and it was great. <laughs> so if you're thinking about it, you know, like look, at I, end of the day, work is work. Family relationships are most important. So um, take the time if you need to, to figure out what God wants you to do 
um, because his purposes are eternal. Um, so I'm thankful for my eight months of retirement um, and I'm back at work and I'm very thankful. Um, yeah, so yeah, thank you for praying for me and thank you for um, your partnership with you know, each and every one of us to give more back because God, we've received so much. So thank you. Yeah, fantastic. And just before Sarie shares, I wanted to let you know that James, uh, the minister from St. Paul, specifically sent me an email and said, please pass on um, our thank you to the CP10 congregation. He said, not only financially, but also just in terms of human resources, you know, they couldn't do it without us. So um, he's very appreciative. Therese. Hi, I'm Cerise. Um, everyone turned around. <laughs> Just this voice from the back. Um, I think a huge blessing is um, just everybody here, the way that we serve each other each Sunday. Um, but in particular for me, the service directors and the chairpersons, um, they do a really great job. Um, most of us just come here every week and sit down in the chairs and, you know, service just runs, but that's due to all the hard work each week that goes into each service um, and pouring thought and prayers um, and creativity into each service. So thank you um, to, in particular, the service directors and the chairpersons each week for all the preparation that you do, um, you're a real blessing to our congregation um, and to the spiritual growth of our congregation as well. So thank you. Um, and just for me personally, I'm really thankful for all the mothers here, um, old or young, new or <laughs> old. Um, yeah, just the wisdom that you impart to me and the encouragement that I receive being a mum is really tough <laughs> um, and family is a blessing, Addie is a blessing but it's really tough sometimes and so just to be able to uh, vent <laughs> and um, yeah, know that I'm being prayed for and, and encouraged um, through God's word, that's, that's been, I'm really thankful for that um, and just hoping and praying for a a good year um, in 2020 and a good year of growing in, in faith and in love with everybody here. Thanks. Thanks, Cerise. And just before I call up um, Rolf and Bonnie, um, and maybe we can get one of the microphones to them as well, but I just wanted also to let you know that in February of this year, we actually, it's 2020, so we had to have a 2020 vision series, but this was not just a, a gimmick. Um, the, the CP10 leadership has been working on our plans for the next three years for most of this year, and I'm very thankful for the work they've put into that. And so in February, we want to not only communicate, but also help engage the congregation about what this means and how we can get involved and get your feedback and all of that kind of thing. So stay tuned um, for 2020 in February. Rolf and Body, come up and we'll let you have the, uh, the last word today. Um, well, not the last, because Dawson's going to come up one more time. Um, but 